Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharp Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey, welcome guys. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Mentoring, Mentoring for the, for the modern, modern Musician. You M3 artists. This is awesome. Very, very excited today. You know, we're always trying to bring you guys... Insider information. Bad insider information, not, maybe. Not the bad kind, like insider trader no, information. No, 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 no. To we want to get prison. you. The, we want to get you the secret stuff behind the curtain. Exactly in the music industry. In the music industry. And so today on the show we have Amy Birnbaum. Amy <sighs> is uh, she works for Roundhill Music, which mm-hmm. is a, a um, boutique publisher. But boutique, yeah, boutique makes it sound small. I mean, it, it there, it's catalog's massive. It's huge. We're well, going to talk about it in the show. Yeah, we are, but uh, the, crazy. I mean, lots, so many. And what a great story. Amazing story. And what story. a great woman. She, she's the senior director for artist development, um, and she also does and, and marketing and PR mm-hmm. um, for Round Hill Music. In as well as to curating the website. Curating the website, which we found out today, which is amazing. It made me feel so much better she's about She's writing us. a Broadway show. She's writing, and, I, you know, I just, this is she, just she's Thank goodness powerhouse. she's so awesome, yeah. because otherwise she'd just be one of those people that makes you feel bad that you exactly. didn't do enough today. Exactly. You're like, Instead... Somehow she inspires me to want to go out and do more. Exactly, it's exactly. amazing. Uh, so long story, and we're gonna we're gonna put her bio in the in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we can get into the show. But uh, super excited, you guys. Uh, sit back, enjoy, listen. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love this show. Amy Birnbaum. Here she comes. What's going on? Hey, 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 hey Amy Birnbaum. How are you? What What's up? Got the brothers in the house. <laughs> brothers are in the house. We brothers are in the, in the house. house, baby. Welcome. Sweet. Welcome to Mentoring for the Modern Musician, where all the fun Thank happens. You. I'm so psyched. And as you said in your in your email to us, let the games begin. Let the games begin. Let's, exactly. Let's do it. I love that. We're so excited to have, we're so excited to have yes. you on the show. Thanks, guys. Yes. This is so great. So let's start with let's give the people some information. Let's give them some contextualization about your world, how music hit you, where you came from. What was your first when, when did music Well, you know, first... before you ask her, what her where her inspiration came from, okay, Michael's taking over. Let's have her. Let's have her give a little brief on what she, who she is, and what she's doing now. All right, I was going to do that second, but we can do that first. <laughs> Whatever you guys. I mean, I'm going to go with a little about me before. We I would started. love that. Okay, so, so let's much. start with that. Um, you know, that's my favorite section. Brother, but a little about me. Right on. Um, well, I've basically been like singing and dancing since I was in the womb. I mean, nice. always, always. Always surrounded by music and, uh, you know, grew up in a family where my mom just played tons of old school Broadway cast recordings, a lot of like folk and singer songwriter records. Yeah. And my dad was just like super into classic soul and uh, rhythm Mm. and blues and rock and roll. And my brother was listening to like NWA and Public Enemy. So I have a pretty uh, well-rounded palate. Um, Wow. You had no choice but to end up in the music industry. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's everything that's in me. I mean, oh, I, I live, sleep, and breathe music. It's been like that since day one, and it's this insatiable passion that I uh, can't stop chasing. So. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So it was a fait accompli. Totally. Nice. I can't answer in French or whatever. Yeah. We. Yeah. Oui. That's it. I'm done with my French now. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, but I've, I've always been performing and had a pretty, like, entre- entrepreneurial spirit in high school, and... uh Reached out to like a ton of cabaret spots on Restaurant Row with my demos and started booking shows there when I was like in high school and uh, had some great opportunities spending a summer on uh, you know the Berkeley Beach, aka Berkeley School of Music. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. 
really informative uh, summer there. <laughs> oh, I bet. And, yeah. I, and I went to and I went to college to study music, predominantly musical theater. But um, I had a, profess, a professor there who kind of shaped my college life and career and encouraged me to try out for um, the African American Gospel Choir while, while I was there. Fantastic. And, uh, for for those yeah. of you who can't see Amy at home, she is not African American. I'm not African American, <laughs> and it was actually like the first time I was ever performing in a group where I was the minority. And, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and there was always a real sense of kind of competition in the musical theater world, which right. could be healthy, of course. Oh, um, absolutely. But I'd never been so embraced by a community where I was a minority, and um, it was a real celebratory experience. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah, it was pretty special. And from there, at the end of college, I, I, you know, my final project was putting on my own my own show, and I got to, you know, hire the band and the backup singers and selected all the music and worked on the arrangements and, uh, you know, filled the room with people. And it was like right something sparked for me. I was like, I think I really love this idea of working in production. Um, even though I was singing at that event, right. I love this idea of curating events, and I started producing stuff um and i've always i've always loved performing i love being on stage but i really prefer being behind the scenes and um allowing myself to work with people that are far more talented than i am and, and finding ways <laughs> to create vehicles for them so um it's it's really quite joyful what i do yeah which it- Gets me into the second question, I guess. Well, yeah, no, it, it completely does. It, it sounds like in in that in that moment of understanding, you liked the, the arrangement and and production of the event more than than being the center of attention, or at least as much, event, or at least as much. Like you discovered, least, like you, just, yeah. you discovered a superpower. You're, you're, you know, this is my superpower. This is the thing that I love that I do better I love than anybody. It. I love it, and I also, I mean, look at the end of the day, like. I really love having a nine to five job or a nine mm-hmm. to ten job, depending on the night. And, <laughs> right, right, um, <laughs> right. I was going to say it was um, it was certainly after yeah, five o'clock when we met. So at Amity Hall for right, the right, for the right. you know business night. Right, we did meet at a at a bar. Yes, right. we did. Right, at a bar, which was fun. But that's good. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing what I love, and I still find opportunities to sing on the side, um, and it's it's just great. Which yeah. is, publishing is really cool. Oh, absolutely. Well, talk to us about a little bit about how you how you did get into publishing then. I mean, I wish there was a really fancy story, but I basically <laughs> was I was working in Broadway production for a bit, then went to So how did that happen? How did you work in Broadway production? We noticed that um, in your bio. Yeah, I just uh again, I've always been influenced by music and theater mm-hmm. and um upon graduating school, you know, had a bunch of internships with some great production companies and found myself working at this incredible company called you jams and theaters which they're broadway theater owners that also produce shows in the houses yeah so right. it's a real real amazing experience um but yeah man i found a job like online i didn't have any connections or hookups so wow i just wow you know, love i love what i do and i think it, it, kind it showed of through in yeah my interviews yeah yeah um so yeah just but but always doing a million things like especially when you're 22 23 you know, I mean, you don't have that much creative control wherever, wherever right. you are. Right, right, So, So on the side, I was producing events with Broadway, like members of the Broadway community and um, putting on these charity benefits so I could actually get, because I didn't have a budget, I could get the performers to donate their time, sell tickets that would all go to, you know, whether it was Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, whatever it was. Right. Um, so it kind of enabled me to produce these events with some of the top talent on Broadway. Um 
So, I, yeah, I've been in production. I started developing a Broadway show then, which I'm still developing. Um, and always, my hands have always been in a lot of different pockets. Um, I've always wanted to connect with other artists and producers and musicians and just help people and connect people. So, you know, it's, it's a hustle. It's a constant hustle, but one that I really love. Well, absolutely, and it, it, the the having your hand in all these different areas uh, is to, to, it's. I mean, that's what it's all about now. It's so important not to get pigeonholed in one area of the industry, whether you're an artist or if you're if you're in uh, the industry portion of it. There's so much changing so fast. Having multiple skill sets like that is crucial. It really is. I mean, I could really speak the language of my actual artist here and yeah, I also right. have, you know, this business mentality that keeps things really mechanized and organized. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Roundhill is pretty special because I'd say 90% of the people here, including our president, the CEO, everybody's pretty much musical. Um, our CEO is actually in a band. Um, <laughs> I think on the side, we've got guitar players, you know, everybody yeah. is doing music too. So, um, which is so really cool. Allows us to speak that language. Yeah. That, uh, I'll bet you is that is that a really uh, a nice selling point for the artists that you guys work with? I think it is. I mean, we could really communicate on all levels. Yeah. And yeah. um I mean, what's wonderful about Roundhill is that we are we are still a boutique-sized publisher. Mm-hmm. Um while we have this kind of extensive catalog, um only about 15% of our business is new signings. So they get our undivided attention. I mean, we are as involved as they, they want us to be. And of course, we want to be involved and yeah. add, you know, value to their song. Right, right, exactly. And I was, I mean, I was sort of floored by um, the the breadth of, of the catalog yeah. and then artists that you guys represent. I mean, everything from, you know, Odessa and Humphreys McGee, Charlie Hunter, Howie Day, and then you've got Eric Carmen's catalog. The Carlin catalog with, you know, all the classic Blueberry Hill and God Bless the Child and Art House. Yeah. Art House Entertainment, that's Cara DeGuardi's it company, is, yeah. right? Yeah. So we have, we have, yeah, a portion of um, a lot of the Bruno hits. Right. Cilo, and, uh, yeah, it's been kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, yeah. we have a small share of those songs. Um, we have Arlie, Ari Levine's share of Bruno Mars' music, uh, but he was, you know, really instrumental in yeah. Boston Hooligans, and right, those yeah. requests do not stop coming in. For, oh, you know, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, between all the timeless, I mean, it's it's just crazy because I really grew up with this music, and it's coming full yeah. circle. I mean, right. like, we own part of the James Brown catalog, the Elvis estate, right. Louis Armstrong stuff, the kinks. I mean, right. six Broadway shows. <laughs> it's just so exciting. Yeah. It's funny. When I was looking through your catalog, what was happening was I just kept singing. <laughs> exactly. As I was oh looking through the catalog, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love that tune. Oh, I love that tune. And just kept going. And, and then some of the new stuff, it, it, how is how is Zinc connected with you guys? Is that is that part of the company or is it a separate company it, it is now no we have partnered together and they are now part of the uh you know roundhill family and we are part of the zinc family i mean wow. they are an incredibly smart and powerful group of a and r's with this unbelievable sync sync team oh yeah and um i mean they're the best in the biz and they are super focused and super talented and on the ball and um they're 
pitching our catalog now, and we get Beautiful. to work with a lot of their incredible artists. So, which is a great partnership because it, it, they they seem to have a, a bunch of stuff that um, that is outside of of where you were already. A hundred percent. We definitely will sign things that are a bit more left of center. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's kind of rounding out our. Uh, you know, the diversity in our catalog. Well, the ones that jumped out, the zinc ones that just sort of punched me in the face as I was looking through it were everything from Alabama Shakes, Black Lips, Gary Newman, then Jim James, Liam Womack, and Rooney. I'm like, that is, that's so crazy. broad. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. It's and- crazy. Yeah. All I could say is they're simply amazing. So it's a real selling point um, when uh, I'm pursuing new artists uh, right. and I just, get to share what zinc can do um and again in this kind of boutique environment because we don't sign here at round hill like a ton of new artists the ones that we do sign um we're really getting involved with um just just firing on all platforms which is fantastic so so you know again not just for new artists but also i'm uh you know i'm guessing when it comes time to you know to to be pitching for for syncs and licensing that that is also makes it hugely appealing, right? Oh, if, that you've got this massive, massive catalog to to work with. You know, you said you said something earlier, and I just want to I just want to say it out loud again. Um, it was it was a bit ago, but I do want to recall it because you said something that I that really struck me. You used the word hustle, and mm. I love I love hearing that word rather than the word. Um, grind, grind. <laughs> ah, I just feel like when you say you know, it's about the hustle. It's yeah, you're busy, but it for me, there's something about it that is more uplifting and a little bit more positive. And it was one of the things that I really enjoyed about meeting you, however briefly that we did, was I got this feeling, and I'm getting and and you're confirming it in this conversation that this is about looking for the next positive thing for you. Look, this is all positive. I work in music, you know, and I think even when something goes awry, whatever that may be, I still try to put things into perspective and just be like, you know, this is the greatest gift that I'm actually getting paid to do what I love. And no one's going to create opportunities for me. I have to really create them for myself. I mean, I I have a lot of resources here at Round Hill, but um, I also have to, you know, take those steps moving forward without someone kind of pushing me. I really got to just hit the pedal to the metal and yeah. I don't stop, you know, we don't stop working, but it's, right. it's great. I love it. Um, I'm so excited by what I do and it's just it's the best. Yeah. So, uh, so great. Well, it's uh, another thing you said was you said maybe like 15% of what you guys do is, is signing new artists and the rest is working with the artists that are already on there and working with your catalog that you have. So how much of your time is spent in, in pursuit of new artists? A lot of time. I mean, I'd say even when I'm doing other tasks, I'm always multitasking and listening to music and trying to Mm -hmm. to discover new stuff, Um, spending a lot of time, you know, checking out live shows, of course. And um, yeah, I mean, I want to say it's like a healthy 70%. Um, It's not easy to sign someone. I mean, there are a lot of, there's a lot of talent out there and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of other talented publishers out there who are also seeking, you know, some of the same artists you might be. So there's a courting process and, um, (laughs) you know, it's a... this is going to be a relationship um, that, you know, whether it's an admin deal or a co-pub deal, like we're going to be in business together for a while. So yeah, um, Yeah. it's not just about the music. You want to have a good connectivity with their, you know, 
manager and the artists themselves, of course. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of courting, um, but that's fun too. Well, and for people who <laughs> who don't know a lot about publishing, because as you know, that's that's one of the elusive areas of the industry. Um, let's let's unpack the the difference between an admin deal and a co-pub deal. Sure. I mean, admin deals is usually um, there is a much smaller advance. Um, basically, you you know, have 100% ownership of your copyright. And we provide both the administrative resources and copyright resources and then all the creative services, um, which is predominantly, you know, whether it's sync or marketing and press and, um, you know, setting up co-writes and getting their stuff to sub-publishers and all the other territories. And, you know, same. it's the same creative resources for the most part in a co-pub deal. But in a co-pub deal, it's a much longer relationship. I mean, it could be 30 years versus an admin deal, which is usually a couple years. Right. Um, and in this case, we retain a percent of your copyright. So mm-hmm. Roundhill would, in essence, own part of your song. Um, and you'd get a much h- higher advance, of course. Uh, so it depends what someone is really looking for. That's And, is and, the, and then... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please go ahead. And then there's like a sync rep deal, um, which there's no advance. I mean, it's a really... Usually our agreements are about a year long, and um, we're just pitching their music. And, uh, you know, in those cases, if we're successful, then a band might say, oh, we now want to look into an admin deal or a right. club deal. Right. You know? um, so it's nice to be able to test the waters with something that's a little less committal. Right, yeah. right. A little bit. But, of, of course, my boss wants to hold on to copyright. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, of course. Um, so that's what we yeah. need for. Which is great. But it's a, but it's a symbiotic relationship. I sure. Mean, we all want to win. Right. And we all have the same goal. Um, we want to add value to to your songs, and we value your songs. Right. And, um, we will find, you know, we will be able to utilize all of our resources to do things that you couldn't do. Right. And and, and being because you guys are, are uh, constantly in, in aware of all the changes that are happening in the industry and all the opportunities, and you guys are out talking to people and you have all the connections, the opportunities for you are going to be larger than they are for for the artist, particularly for an indie artist. Yeah, I agree. So I, let me ask you this. Um, you know, with the, with the massive change uh, in where revenue is coming from, in the industry over the last, you know, 10, 15 years between where it's no longer record sales, that that so much of where the revenue comes from now is from licensing and syncs. Sure. Does that change or or guide or color the kind of music or songwriter that you are looking at? It really does. I mean, I would never kind of compromise my... Uh integrity and say, mm-hmm. wow, this song, the chorus, I mean, you know, this is just a slam dunk for that car commercial, which is what everybody thinks their song is, you know, <laughs> the perfect fit for. Um, exactly. Yeah, everybody but, thinks it or hopes it at least, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. But there's a real fine balance. I mean, you want to find, you're looking for a lot of things. I mean, at the end of the day, as publishers, we're really looking for great songs. Um, yeah. What's also fortunate is kind of like, unlike the, you know, the record label side, I don't care what you look like. I don't care. You know, it's not so That's much right, about right. somebody's kind of physicality. It's really about the song and their songwriting, mm-hmm. um, which is why we, you know, we have a Nashville office that's thriving and um, there they really, truly celebrate songwriters. Oh, yeah. Um, they're as vital and well-known as the artists mm-hmm. um, that make them famous. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, here it's a bit more challenging, but... Um, right. But but yeah, of course, I definitely have 
a kind of web of people that I have to go through to, you know, then be able to present an idea to my boss. Um, if the sync team doesn't think they could pitch it and add value, yeah. I can't, I can't. Unless there's a song in there that might not work for sync, but this artist is just like a total knockout, the total package. Yeah. Like, you know, um, they're going to have a top 40 hit, which, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're out but there. It can. It can. Yeah, right. they are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty involved process in signing someone. And, uh, there's a lot of, you know, really talented people on our team that have, that have the great ears and all the connectivity to the music supervisors and they know what they're looking for. I mean, the difficulty too, is that some of the things we're looking for could be so quote unquote trendy. They could be sounds that people are looking for right now, but maybe not in six months. And if we're, you know, purchasing, you know, obtaining ownership of their copyrights, it's really hard to foresee how those songs will do in a year. Right. Will they appreciate in value? Will they, will they right. depreciate? Um, so, you know, so of course, yes, it's, it's a lot of it is sync based. I mean, you see, mm-hmm. you definitely see most of the revenue there, but, um, you know, I'm excited about Spotify too. I mean, the record industry has seen the most growth in the past, you know, right. 10, 15 years that it has in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's just the numbers are there and right. there's been such a deep decline in sales. Um, and you know, people will argue that streaming has saved the music industry. Mm-hmm. Well, music consumption is absolutely at an all time high. It's just that music purchasing isn't right. 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 And the only, the only good thing about that, one of the only good things, cause I was, you know, one of those kids who like took a CD into her bedroom or, or oh, yeah. ate myself like a cassette tape absolutely. and looked yep. at the, studied the liner notes. Yeah. It was just like, so much of my childhood sitting in my bedroom, whether I was like, you know, a young kid or a moody teen <laughs> and just like diving into the, the, the pictures and the lyrics. But now, I mean, there's no carbon footprint, I guess. I mean, there's an argument right. that everybody has smartphones now, so that adds to it. But I feel like, you know, it's hard to recycle CDs. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We're, we're saving the earth while we save the music industry. Right? <laughs> and, I don't know. And, 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 no, I like that. I like, I that. like that. And, <laughs> and the liner notes experience, the way you were talking about that, because we did the same thing. It was, you know, of take the record home and you open it yeah, up. So and it wonder what they look like was... when they move. And, right. You know. Yeah. And now, while they're, you know, streaming it on Spotify or on Pandora or, you know, whatever, they can go to the Instagram page of that artist and the Facebook page and check out little clips and look at videos. And, and that's sort of, that's the liner notes. And particularly now that Spotify's got the... The uh, the writer information on it, which is kind of nice, and the artist. Yeah, the information. information the information is there, and I think it's uh, you know as it, it's a tricky it's a, thing, especially going back, but getting all that data data and metadata. I yeah, mean, I yeah. think you know, I, I often try to like look up a producer on Spotify, right? And which it's is really a, hard to pull up their, their catalog, yep. yeah, um, and or a writer even. Yep. So hopefully, you know, all that information will soon be infiltrated into their system. Um, yeah. But yeah, nothing like curling up in bed with <laughs> no. a book or yeah. note. No, it's a different. It is a different experience of having to then do the research to find. You know, who was the one who produced track number three on that album and who played drums and who was the, well, yeah, that's right. the other thing. No one knows who played on these right. songs. Right, right, right. Um, Unless you go to the All Music page and you, and you happen to sure. hit on it. Yeah. Right. Sure, but all, I, it's, it's not. But it's not the same yet thing. Yet all in one place. Yeah, um, no, it's not. I agree. Um, it's a different experience. And, you know, we're just <laughs> trying to figure out a way to, how do, okay, so how do we get used to this? Right. And... What? Where are the positives in what we're experiencing now, as opposed to what we had to do to get there? 
Right. Um, I mean, you know, so the positives are I can listen to any song I want anytime I want. Right. I don't have to wait for it to come on the radio or, you know, go to go to the record store or, you know, borrow my friend's CD. Right. Um, right. But well, that's yeah. not always I'm, great for revenue. <laughs> it, it's exactly. And I mean, I'm incredibly thrilled that the Music Modernization Act passed because yes, it's going to yes. improve royalties to songwriters and artists and yes, you know, yeah. then copyright protection to recordings made before 72. So mm-hmm. talking about, you know, not just celebrating the, the musicians that were on these recordings, but really like these, you know, old school artists that we grew up listening to. Oh, yeah. there, a lot of them don't have anything. Right. And uh, more more money needs to be distribu- distributed to the content creators. Absolutely. They're receiving like a paltry portion of the total revenue. Yeah. You know, they should be compensated in proportion to their activity on a platform. Absolutely. So, amen. So I think that's, we're moving in a positive Amen. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen, amen to that amen. sound? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so definitely. Anyway. Well, so one of the things that, that I'm really enjoying about, about listening to you talk is that it's very, very clear that you are, are completely in love with music. It's the best. That, it, it's, and that, My radio voice. <laughs> Late night radio. Late night radio. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. And... And I really, I really like that, and and I think that um, a lot of times people still have this old school view of uh, of people working in your position that it's you know it's it's a business and that it's all about that part of it. And but I'm really feeling like one of the things that's happening with this change in the industry is that the people who are left are the people who are not in it necessarily just for money but who really love music <laughs> we are not in this for money <laughs> i mean i can tell you that um yeah yeah I they mean, all left and went to tech. myself right. but um yeah i mean look in any industry it's going to pe- be the people at the top that are really <laughs> benefiting sure, right. we, but but there's so much serious there's so much just, i hate to keep using the word joy 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 but there's no, so but, much joy in what i do um i, I just you can't monetize that yeah. Um, we do what we love because we love it, and I don't know that I could be doing anything else. Um, that's it. It's quite simple. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny. Like, like your the, your attitude and the, all of the like key words you're using are exactly the words that we're trying to encourage artists that we work with to embrace. It's like, yeah. and it's about hustle, and it's about passion, and it's about joy, and it's about and it's about if this is what you creativity. have to do, yeah, this is what you'll do. Right. And I really, I commend what you guys are doing because, you know, people do follow their career paths because of mentors they've had. And I've been lucky in my career to have worked for some people that really, truly were at the top of their game, but so generous with their time. And that's what you guys are doing for the youth of the world. The world. And and trying to do what what you're talking about, which is giving, going, all right, so... What should my 15-year-old self what, – what should I have known at 15 that I didn't find out until I was 25? All right. Let's help them know that. Yeah. And, and particularly with the way the industry is changing, which is why we, we're so excited that, that we get uh, experts on here uh, to hip us to what's going on behind the curtain like you, that we, we have to keep everybody informed about how things have changed and what's going on and, and what the opportunities are and, and what you're talking about, which is – what what is the mindset of somebody who's doing this successfully? What do they sound like when you talk to them? You know what I mean? They don't sound crabby. Yeah. They sound happy and excited. 
and they usually talk pretty fast. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been told that I uh, need to slow it down sometimes because I get so revved up and so excited. Don't ever slow your speech Never. down, please. Please do not really? do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh God, it's so exciting. No, it's, it's, great it's so much because, better to listen to. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thanks, guys. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. And again, like you know, if you're talking to an artist and you're sort of pumped up and you're you're going. Right? Yeah. They're going to be way more excited. Absolutely. Than if you're doing this like slow, measured. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, no. I, if was you're... Told, I was told in an interview once that I spoke way too fast. I have to slow it down. So now I'm kind of hyper aware of it, but I can't, I can't help it. I, yeah, I don't think you should do it. You just sound jazzed. Jazzed up. Yeah, jazzed you just sound up. jazzed up. And that's a good thing. I, I'm like always throwing jazz hands around too. <laughs> this is, here's, you're like, you're like, that's the, the, that's the musical theater. That's the musical exactly. theater girl. Jazz hands. Precisely. Jazz hands. What you can't see is we're both doing it in the yes, studio right now. Absolutely. So. Oh, um, I'm actually, oh, you guys both are cool. Oh, yeah. we absolutely are because we were musical theater kids too. So, yeah, so you, you right. can't get away from it. So, yeah. But but no, you're like uh, the meeting's hype person. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I'm a hype girl. How is that? No, I love it. I always say like you don't have to be the most intelligent, the brightest person in the room, but if you are the most passionate, um, it's just going to show through. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah, it makes it more fun to talk to. That's too. the quote right there. Out. That's the quote. That's yeah. the poll quote for that's that. the poll quote right oh, there. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about this uh, this Broadway musical that you're developing. Oh man! I am so well, curious. They say they say it takes about ten years to actually. This you is know, what I've heard for for a show to materialize mm-hmm. in one mm-hmm. form or another. Yeah. So I'm on about like year eight point five. So I'm really okay. Getting, We're getting close. close. Um, yeah. Uh, this is well. I around the time that I was working at the Broadway production company, mm-hmm. I started listening to a lot of uh, Sharon Jones and Amy Winehouse. Okay. And for those of you out there uh, who you know who had the pleasure of seeing Sharon Jones live or, or hearing her music. Um, she was probably the most authentic artist out there that was really, really, truly paying homage to old school, you know, soul and rhythm and blues, a la the stacks and Atlantic stuff that I grew up listening to. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was probably, gosh, 23 and had this like, oh, I want to develop a Broadway musical. Like, actually, I was a little older. But, um, <laughs> we won't tell. But, uh, who am I? Like, I didn't really, I worked at a great company, but I right. hadn't really done much besides produce a couple of, you know, concerts that mm-hmm. did nicely. Um, and I got in touch with people over at, you know, Daptone Records and connected to some of the guys there and started pitching ideas about this musical. Um, but first and foremost, it was about capturing a sound. Okay. And, um, yeah, I met with this incredible writer named Luke O'Malley, who now plays with The Roots. Um, and he, we started working on this concept album. And, I mean, look, I could go into to details when we are at a bar next time we're together okay. talk yes. about the actual Sounds premise yeah, yeah. of the show but, okay. but, but we, don't, um, we don't want anyone stealing the ideas so no. you don't need to get specifics yeah, just yeah, more no, about no. the creative but absolutely but um, I feel like you know I there are so many jukebox musicals out there and um, I want to work on a project that's just new and fresh and exciting and, and yeah. original uh, an original book and original music um, that really celebrates soul and rhythm and blues music yeah um, yeah I love that. And there just there just have only been a couple of examples yeah, no. historically that I could think of Definitely. that you know weren't completely like sugar coated. I mean, I want people arranging and orchestrating the music that live in you know the music world, not necessarily like the Broadway world. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah. So it's really well. Like, you got the right connections for that, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a labor of love. You know, we've done a couple of workshops and have tried out a couple different book writers um, and uh, you know you continue to pursue it and sometimes you have to 
put it down and take a break, but um, at other times you're just something inspires you again. You're just like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to keep working on this, and and you do. Um, so you know, summer of 2019, baby. Get <laughs> nice, ready. fantastic. All right, we are definitely ready. Put so let, so let me ask you this. So conceptually, it's your idea. How much yes. of the writing are you are you involved in? Not not much at all. I'm okay. not a writer. I have great ideas, but I need someone else to actually execute them. Um, and someone that, who's in fact the writer. That's fantastic because that was exactly my next question for you. Was if you start, you know, you sounds like you started as a singer and started as a performer. Were yeah. you a writer, or was that something that was yeah, not that part was, of? I did write a bit of music after college. I had my own band and mm-hmm. wrote my own songs, which were you know a fusion of what I love, which was soul. And I, there was also like a hip hop element to it. Yep. Cause I had a turntablist and like, nice. with me. um, and, uh, yeah, I just wrote a bit. I don't know how fantastic the songs were, but, um, but I loved it. That's but awesome. I also wanted to employ an eight piece band and that wasn't financially. Yeah, it's not doable you know. anymore. Yeah. It was yeah. really tough. So. It's very challenging. I mean, it may still be doable. I don't, right. I, don't, I don't, you're right. Maybe I don't not, like maybe never. It's still doable, right? right? It's challenging. Yeah. It's challenging. Look, you, hey. need, you need, you need money. Dude, yeah. Ripe is touring with us as a seven-piece band, and they're true. they're crushing it. They're selling out all over the country, unsigned. Yeah, it's, it's a band. I also never truly wanted to be on the road full time. Like I've okay, always so done this stuff on the side and had a full time job. Um, right. Like is, I never really sought out the life of a uh, you know unemployed nomadic <laughs> like artist. No, I'm kidding. More power no. to that. I, I, I envy their their prowess. Um, <laughs> If you can always tell the difference when you start talking about what it's like touring around the country in a van. Oh, man. If, if a kid's it's eyes crazy. go, they get bigger and they get all excited and they're like, that sounds awesome. Okay. Or if they start looking horrified and like they want to cry, you right. go, you know what? You can still do other things in the music industry besides yeah. touring. There are lots of things you can do in the music industry yeah. if you love music. I mean, I- I did. I was. I actually sang with a group on Daptone Records called Naomi Shelton and the Gospel Queens. They were very reminiscent of like the staple singers. Oh but, yeah, uh, Sweet. another another gospel group. I mean, they were all yeah. like seventy and above. Yeah, we um, love the staples, staple sisters. And we we toured all over. We toured for about four years, really sporadically though. A lot of like summer festivals in Canada and whatnot. And I was mm-hmm. uh, singing back up, tour managing, managing all all you know, yeah. not making money. Like I right, think I was right. hemorrhaging money. <laughs> um, but um, but living it. But living it, yeah, and experiencing it. And I went on tour for about seven months with the Broadway show Fela. Oh, yeah. Um, which celebrated the life of Fela Kuti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've done the road thing. It's so you wild. did that thing. Yeah. I did that thing, and I don't want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, what's cool in, in your position is to have an understanding, a sort of uh, an experiential understanding of yeah. what that's like so oh, that you can amazing. so that you can relate, again, in that way to artists that you're working with. Is, so true. Is huge. All right, I want to flip that idea a little bit and ask you in terms of when you're looking for artists when you're looking for writers um what what jumps out at you what are the things that you as a publisher looking for like you're talking about relationships um what what kinds of things jump out at you what are important what's important to you for an artist to have um uh, there are a lot of things, a lot yeah. of components. I mean, first and foremost, when I hear something, I, I need to have a physical reaction. Yeah. And hope, yeah. you know, jazz hands aside, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm completely moved by music. And yeah. I'm really, and I am a physical person. I like to feel things and touch things. Music, you can't, you really can't. But right. I want it to move. I but want it's it got to give you the feels. Yeah. It's got to give me the feels. And of course, like, 
I come from the pro, like uh, the performance world where I've mm-hmm. been lucky enough to hear so many like incredible Broadway singers. So right. I really do focus on the voice. I mean, mm-hmm. that is um, incredibly important to me. Of course, lyrics are as well, but I tend to listen to the music before lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, not as isolated. Not, I'm not like, yeah, hey, can you no. uh, send me to stand so I can just, <laughs> you know. But, um, I just got to see but, if I feel it before I can even hear what you have yeah, to say. I, just, yeah. I have to feel it. I mean, yeah. somebody's just got to be uniquely talented. I yeah. don't want to have heard, have heard their sound before. Um, they also need to be good people. Like I've met a lot of bands where they were not cool. They were not nice. They were jerks. And it's like, yeah. I guess I'm now in this incredible position. Like I don't have to give you a publishing deal. I don't care <laughs> how much money we can make from you. If you're not, if you're not a good person, like we're all lucky enough to be making music and working in music. Like, wow. To me, it really, I really like working with people that are kind of, you know, of course we all have our moments. Right, 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 right. That are just kind, good people that um, are just great. Amy, I cannot cannot tell you how excited I am to hear you say that that's an important thing. I kind of wish that we were actually like video casting this at the same time because. When you said that, Adam and I, both our eyes just got huge. huge. Mouth agape, just it's, going, what? Because I, I love that, hearing that. That's, that's it, it is something that we talk about all the time, and it is a very, very common thread with everybody that we have been interviewing, yeah. Yeah. that there is no room in this industry anymore, no matter how talented somebody is, for somebody who's a despicable person. It's the antithesis of the sort of quintessential rock star story where mm-hmm. they're jerks. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Throwing TVs out the window and being difficult and, you know, not to name any names, but, you know, I don't know, (laughs) biting heads off bats or whatever, whatever. Um, Yeah. I mean, I love that. Really important to me. I mean, because I'm going to be your biggest advocate. I'm going to champion everything you do, even if it sucks. Like I am on your team. I'm on your side and I'm not going to fight for someone that isn't kind to the people that I work with. That doesn't value what, you know, my admin team does who are really behind the scenes, but they're kind of, you know, the heartbeat of what we do. Right. Yeah. Person or, you know, um, they've got to be a good a, a great human being and um, of course supremely talented absolutely yes. well that starts with the talent obviously that's the foundation yeah, right yeah. there but I, yeah. I do love I love the distinction that if you're gonna go out there and and, and you know do battle for somebody right. you want to make sure that it's somebody that, that you feel proud of doing that for of course yeah, I love that. I mean, I'm working with someone now, this uh, incredible artist named Kobe. He is on 300, and um, he's, you know, I, I watch him on stage, and I just uh, mesmerized, energized. I'm just like, how did I get so lucky? And then, he, I mean, this just larger-than-life performer who moves every cell in my body, and then he gets off the stage and is just this kind and humble and sweet and generous, you know, guy that's just so grateful and gets off the phone and any conversation we have, there's always a thank you. And there's always like, thank you. I'm truly appreciative of your support. And it's like, I don't need to hear that all the time, but it's so nice when you do. Yeah. Well, and, and from the sounds of it, that, that kind of, you know, authentic, uh, uh, genuine gratitude is nice to feel. It's, and it's going to make you go to bat more heavily because you feel great and you know it's a good it person is. you're helping out it is yeah we i we're really lucky here we work with some incredible people i mean it's like 
also people that I've been on the other side and have been a fan of, like I signed Mark Broussard. I don't know if you are Mm -hmm. familiar with him, but if you're not, you should be. I mean, he is, oh God, man, he's in a league of his own. And I remember just being a fan before even, I, I thought at this point, maybe he, I didn't even think he wasn't published. Um, and okay. I remember seeing him at like Terminal 5 and just mouth agape and, you know, yeah. t- literally tears streaming. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, I don't know how many months later through someone, through a manager that I know, he's like, oh, yeah, Mark Resort's publishing something. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> a, how is that possible? But um, how how can I get closer to this artist? And he's just another one of these guys that's like, right now he's working uh, with his high school. They have lost their funding for their for their choral program and he's okay. just hitting up everyone he knows to try to you know help provide resources um to get it back on its feet so fortunately we now have this incredible carlin catalog and i've reached out to the fine people over there who do our our print stuff and i was like hey guys we have a we have a school in need like they're losing their you know their music and um they're going to send over a ton of choral you know sheet music for these kids so you know it's just really cool that um, you know that we could make these phone calls and so i'm i'm big about giving back yeah so i like to work with artists too that have that mentality absolutely pretty awesome because you know we do get to feel the joy of being in and around music all day long it's 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 awesome to be able to give it back that way that's i think that's great that you guys are doing that it's so great (laughs) <laughs> what a great kid. I just I'm not not that I'm looking at my cell phone while we're on the phone, but I just got a text um from my buddy who discovered Leon Bridges in a little bar in oh Fort Worth, God. Texas. And he's really? he basically has written you know, co written every song with Leon. Just sent him a little message like so happy for this guy because I met him, you know, quite a few years back when yeah, yeah. Leon was like, you know, just super green and have a little show at Mercury Lounge and to see that, just to be able to talk to so many, to, to know so many incredible people. Like, I'm yeah. exactly where I want to be. I'm just so inspired by the people that are around me and the fact that I get to be a part of their world and vice versa. It's, it, it truly, the excitement doesn't end. <clears throat> it that's really just, doesn't. That's just so great. I and could keep going. Like, don't, you know. Yeah. Don't <laughs> no. <now>. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How long did it, t- how mean, long did it take yeah, you to, about- how long did you have to court Mark Broussard to get that deal to happen? You know, I already had a wonderful relationship with his manager. Um, so, again, <laughs> it's like cultivating these relationships. Right. And, and uh, you know, I mean, again, it goes back to, like, meeting the manager and him seeing, like, this visceral reaction of how passionate I am about his mm-hmm. artist. Right. Like, you know, there's no sales pitch. It's like, I am his biggest fan. Like, <laughs> 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 um, you know. Yeah. So. Well, it's also yeah. great to hear you talk so much about um, team, like everybody's team and how you're hearing about them and that, you know, managers or booking agents or labels or a friend of a friend or uh, that that that's such a crucial part of uh, letting people know about you. It's not about a, a, a cold phone call or, a, a you know, sending you an email. It's about having something happening and, and then maybe having a team around you and that are also, I'm assuming, all good people. You wouldn't if it was if the manager right. was a jerk. You're, you're not going to want to deal with their artist either. So, yeah, I've seen that a few times. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, for the most part, I've been lucky, and I've also, you know, I feel like as a woman in this industry, I think yeah. a lot of men do, in fact, kind of, you know, 
I don't want to say take advantage of the situation, but don't necessarily give us the uh, amount of respect we deserve. Yeah, and, yeah sadly. Um, you know, maybe if I was younger in my career, I would have kind of, you know, taken the heat. But now I totally, if if I ever do, in fact, encounter a situation where I feel like I'm not being treated the way I should, I will totally speak up for myself and totally, you know, stand my ground. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry to get on like the Me Too movement. No, no. So you need to know that one of the reasons that we were so excited and that we really reached out through through a mutual friend to to get you on the show is because we are always trying to make an effort to get women on the show, women in the industry on the show, not yeah. just performers, but people who are women who are in the industry because we know that they're you're not represented enough in the industry. And, and, and we can be as 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 much of a cheerleading fan as we absolutely. can of the Me Too movement and and you bet. of uh, of equality, but we're two dudes, so <laughs> exactly it certainly so helps. So the best that we, we can, can get... do is we can offer that if if that were to ever happen, and we're in the room and you need any muscle to help you make your we're point, we're, we're, we're on it. exactly. <laughs> but but what we love that that we're able to interview you and get your expertise, oh, yeah. so that the the young uh, female artists. And aspiring industry exactly. uh, moguls that are listening can hear not us talking about how it would be cool if we had more women in the industry, but hear us interviewing one of the cool women in the industry. That's exactly. Way better for us. Exactly. Man. Yeah. This feels good. It's, it's the thing. <laughs> I feel good. That's what <laughs> I was going to say, hey, wait, is that yeah. in your catalog? It is. Is it seriously? No, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, no God. Man. That's so cool. It's, you know, and what's really crazy is that we're getting all these, you know, sample license requests. And <gasps> right. just uh, just like a month or so ago, I get a request in for this Royce to 5'9 track. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be an old school hip hop fan. Yep. I'm a big fan of Royce to 5'9. I'm just like, oh, my God, we got, you know, so it's uh, it was actually they, he's, guilt- it's on your front page on the. Oh well, yeah, of course. I'm front page. <laughs> yeah. I also do the I do the website updates. You do, do you really? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really exciting. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. But yeah, no, he his people reached out and wanted to sample Gil Scott Heron song, and um, you know, Sweet. I worked with the, with the Gil Scott estate, and uh, wow. turns out that this song, while well, I was sent, you know, a recording of it um, that I thought was the final version, it mm-hmm. ended up featuring Eminem. So this track obviously goes viral. Oh, man. You know, number whatever on all the, you know, Spotify, U.S. Global Charts, all that stuff. But it's like, wow, we could really find ways to kind of, um, you know, exploit these old school copyrights and breathe new life into them and introduce them to people that have never heard these songs. I love that. And for those of you who aren't in the industry who are listening, uh, having a track exploited is a good thing. Right. I know. It sounds kind of dirty. (laughs) It does. Um, it I is, don't know why. I guess historically that word has it has some know, bad kind connotations. Of a negative, a negative it does, yeah. but yeah. in this in um, in this instance, it's, it's an actually it's a phenomenal in, in thing. In the most loving way. If we're exactly. using it, um, if we're using it in a sentence with with the phrase child labor, then exploitation <laughs> is bad. When we're using it with music and publishing, it is the best thing you could hear. Exactly. Just, yeah. Thank That's, you for clarifying. Yes. Getting exploited um, like crazy. Exactly. My career is yeah. doing great. <laughs> I mean, basically, something is earning money that wasn't necessarily earning money before. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that I mean, oh man, this catalog is so deep. Like, I'm only on you know the top earners right now. I'm you know going through all that stuff. I've listened and listened to a few thousand tracks, but we're talking about like a hundred thousand tracks oh, and uh, trying to find these these you know B sides stuff that was you know, yeah. Who knows? I mean, there's so much stuff in right. there that that uh 
could be fed to um, a lot of you know people in the urban and hip hop world. So, oh yeah, a really fun. That's so cool. Of what I'm doing now. I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So uh, we don't want to. We know your time is valuable. And, no, no, and, I've got all the time in the world. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we, maybe what we could do is we can do another as you uh, as as the Broadway show begins to approach. Yes. Um, and actually, even before that, because I don't want to wait till 2019 to talk to you again. No. There's a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff that I want to pick your brain about uh, in terms of uh, who else publishers work with when they're talking about syncs, because we do know that there are sometimes there are third parties that will help you know, be in between, between, you know, whoever is looking for the sync and the publishers to make that sure that things go smoothly. And yeah, that's kind of here. I mean, that's what zinc does. I mean, they are, which is, there is no awesome. There is not a third party. They are, they are the party. So they um, end up being your, what would usually be the liaison. Oh yeah. That's oh, beautiful. And they're in house. And that's in house. Yeah. So I'm yep. so glad I brought yep. my mention that that's phenomenal yeah. to hear. And oh, yeah, and should be a huge selling part for you, for any artist that you want to oh, sign. Yeah. That's a massive, massive. It's it's the best. I yeah. mean, I am so lucky to work with this incredible, you know, group of people. We're 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 all really lucky. I love my crew here. That is just phenomenal. Yep. Yeah, it's the best. Definitely. Well, I, I think that's a good place to wrap. Um, we have absolutely had the the best time talking to you this this afternoon. Phenomenal. Just Absolutely, been, it's been and, great. And separate from the podcast, if you just ever got time during your day and you want to cheer us up, just call us <laughs> yeah, and just talk to us for ten minutes. We'll be like, yes, I'll feel better. I'm feeling better now. <laughs> I'll remember I to will. hustle I and like not grind. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Yes, do the hustle. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> do, 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 Amy, do, do, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate my it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. We look right, forward to seeing you again soon. And we'll talk soon. Definitely. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Amy. Bye. Bye. Okay, so that was... That was phenomenal. That was so much fun. See, guys, this is the thing. This is the thing you want to remember with the modern music industry. There are so many cool people yeah. that you're going to get to hang out with. Absolutely. We don't get to talk to Amy unless we're in the industry. No, right. And because we're in the industry and we're doing it all the time, we get to talk to people like Amy, which is like, this is the best thing ever. Exactly. This is so exactly. cool. And the energy just that is just all positivity, all yeah. about joy was her word. Absolutely. All about the joy. And this is that thing about, you know, don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> or, like, or a lady dick. Or a lady dick, right? Exactly. That, that, that's, I love that that's not just our attitude no. or our opinion about something. Right. That's the reality of the this modern music industry. the reality world, of the modern man, music industry. Is that, of course, you'd want somebody like that on your team. And yes. you're not going to get somebody like that on your team right. if you're a jerk. Exactly. And if you aspire to be somebody who is doing something that's equivalent to what Amy is doing, you remember that. that yeah. That you need to have those relationships to make those successful signings work, to exactly. make that, su- sign, that successful next step, that and, it's important. And that it's in all areas of the industry, hustle. And loving and music. Loving music, right? It's all about the music. The it's joy the, yeah. and love of music. Michael's using his late night voice. Love. The love. Of the music. It's all about the love. <laughs> so... That was phenomenal. You guys, this is, uh, we're going to continue bringing this. Yeah, we are. More and more happy, joyous industry insiders to for your ears. Definitely. So you can get some experience. So, hey, shoot over to uh, to Spotify or, or Apple Music or wherever you do listen to the podcast. And yes. Leave us a good review like you've been doing. We appreciate it. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. So remember, remember 
got this. We got your back. 